Parenting is often lived in the extremes. It's either great joy or chaotic overwhelm. In one moment you're nailing it and the next you're losing your cool. I want to help you find your way to the messy middle, to a place of balance. You see, balance is a verb, not a state of being. It is a thing you do, not a thing you are. It is an action, a process, a series of micro-corrections that you make each and every day to keep yourself feeling centered. We are never truly balanced. We are engaged in the process of balancing. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Froyan, and this is the Balanced Parent Podcast, where overwhelmed, stressed out, and disconnected parents go to find tools, mindset shifts, and practices to help them stop yelling at the people they love and start connecting on a deeper level, all delivered with heaping doses of grace and compassion. Join me in conversations that will help you get clear on your goals and values and start showing up in your parenting, your relationships, your life with open-hearted authenticity and balance. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Balanced Parent Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be walking you through some of the things that you can do to manage differences in your parenting style. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had an episode where we talked about parenting conflicts, and I encouraged you to get comfortable with the idea that you and your partner are never going to be 100% on the same page in terms of what limits to set or how to hold them. And it's okay. Differences in parenting are okay. This episode is all about how to make the differences that we might have in our parenting style or our approach more manageable and more comfortable um, and create an environment where having differences in parenting doesn't necessarily mean that we're having conflict or stress or tension around parenting. That we can have differences and still have a great partner relationship. Um, That's what parenting as a team is about. It's not about always agreeing or seeing eye to eye on parenting, but it's about the way we disagree. And that's what we're talking about today in this episode. This episode is a replay of a Facebook live and in it, I mention my partners in parenting workbook, which you can grab at the link in the show notes. Okay, here we go. I'm here to talk today with you guys about how to manage conflicts around, or I guess not conflicts, but how to manage differences uh, between you and your partner when it comes to parenting. So we all have different parenting styles, and I've this is a topic that I've actually spoken about quite a few times um, because it's one of the most frequently asked about topics that I get. So this talk is kind of a follow-up talk on the um, the three tips for handling parenting conflict. So I definitely recommend checking that one out. And in that one, just to summarize really quickly, we talked about how differences in parenting are kind of an inevitable part of parenting with a partner who grew up differently than you, who has their own temperament, their own personalities. And we need to come to a place of acceptance that we're not all going to be the same and we're not always going to be on the same page. And And coming around to the idea that that's okay. It's okay for us not always to parent in the same ways every single time. Uh, And so today what we're going to be talking about kind of hopefully you've come to a place of accepting those differences. And now we're going to kind of talk, get down to like the brass tacks. What do we need to do when those differences make an appearance in our homes and kind of in the moment um, and how we can plan for them. Okay, so let's go ahead and... um, 
get started. And the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is kind of an overall environment shift that um, I often needs to happen when parents are consistently butting heads around differences in parenting style. Um, when you've been in a place where you're butting heads with your partner, there often there's an environment or a context of criticism and blame and defensiveness. And parenting becomes this really negatively charged uh, emotional topic. So this topic can get really heated. And so then every time you try to start talking about it with your partner, they're immediately on the defensive. They immediately feel criticized, like they're doing something wrong or that they're not good enough. And so I think the first thing that really needs to start happening is that you parents need to start having lots of conversations around parenting that are positive. So you can start to kind of... Um, strip away that negativity bias, you know, that this is an unsafe topic. And so that couples can really start feeling safe talking about parenting, safe in the um, idea that we're not going to be criticized, we're not going to be attacked, um, and that these conversations are more around for understanding. So I think that that's something that's really important to have as a base level so that when it comes to talking about parenting, it's a safe topic to talk about. Uh, that's something that you can cultivate really mindfully with your partner. I have a workbook that I linked to in the description of this video that can help you get started. If this is something you've never done before or you all of your discussions around parenting have been kind of negatively charged, uh, it's a great starting place to, you can download it, um, it's free. Just, just to get you started on a more like positive bent and then checking in on a regular basis um, and not only when there's a problem. You know, if you feel like you've been nailing it lately, checking in with your partner or if you feel like your partner's been nailing it lately, check in again and not don't just talk about parenting when it's from a negative perspective. And this also gives you the opportunity to be more... Um, proactive when it comes to these differences. So if we've already identified, hey, look, we have these differences. These are philo philosophical differences. These are differences in how we were raised. Um, maybe we have different ideas on what, it, what kids need to learn, all of those things. If you already know about them, you can start having conversations where you can plan how to handle those differences. I'm a planner. I really like it. I like not being surprised, and I like knowing what to do in, an, in, in the moment so that I don't hurt my partner, who I love dearly, and so that I don't um, undermine them in front of my children um, and kind of reduce their power, which can um, be really hard as a parent. So the next piece of um, advice that I have for you is to really start monitoring your own level or use of criticism, blame, judgment and shame when it comes to parenting. Those are really toxic uh, things, but they're also really easy to slip into. Now, if you're following me, you are likely attempting to make your parenting more peaceful, more positive, and more respectful. Um, and you're lo looking to move away from criticism and shame in your parenting. And I want you to think about your why for just a second. So why is it that you want to be more peaceful or more positive or more respectful? Um, but maybe it's because you believe that, there, that the connection or the relationship between the parent and child is the most important thing and it's more important than behavior. Or maybe um, you believe that child development flourishes best in an environment of love and acceptance. Or maybe it's just because you simply believe that children are human beings that are deserving of dignity and respect. Or maybe 
uh, finally, it's simply that you want something different than from how you were parented or treated growing up. Uh, I don't know if any of those are true for you. I know lots of them are true for me. But I want you to consider um, how those reasons for approaching parenting from a more positive or respectful place, um, how they hold up when we apply them to our um, adult relationships, you know, the relationships that we're in in our adult lives, whether it's our romantic partner or maybe in-laws. Um, and I, I want you to start thinking about those principles um, in terms of adult relationships. Now, I'm not talking about acting as if your um, parenting partner is another child that you're having to deal with. I, I know that that gets said a lot, um, but I think it can be demeaning to, um, to grown-ups who are in those situations, and it can honestly, it can be demeaning to children too. Um, there are people at two di di different developmental stages. And I also think that um, that can contribute to an aspect of learned helplessness, where if we're expecting... Um, the grown-ups in our lives to need our parenting, they will rise to the occasion and need us to do things for them that they don't actually need us to do. So we're not, I'm not comparing our adult partners to our children or saying that it's like we have another child. Um, but instead, I do want you to think about how these ideas um, might apply to the adults that you love best or the ones that you're working with when it comes to, to parenting your children. Just like children, adults learn best in a context of compassion and acceptance. Just like children, adults benefit from the connection, from the relationship, um, and when it's an emphasized over the things that people are doing. Just like with parenting, we likely have hopes for our romantic relationship and how that relationship will be different from the ones that we witnessed growing up. And just like with children, the adults in our lives are human beings worthy of compassion and dignity and respect. So I, I think that that's, this is a, a, a mindset shift or a reframe that I really want you to work on cultivating um, because it, our partners can't learn something new. They, we can't expect them to feel safe getting vulnerable and challenging deeply held beliefs about parenting if we're coming from a place of criticism and judgment. Heather says, I have a good relationship with my children when they, oh, sorry, I want to have a good relationship with my children when they are adults with a mutual respect. I wasn't treated very well with my dad as a child, and even as an adult, he treated me like I was five. Yeah, so a relationship of mutual respect and something that goes deeper than just the bonds of paternity, right? And I, I think we can apply this to our partners, that we also, with our partners, we want one that's, one of mutual respect and to receive that we have to give that right and so that's I mean that's a primary foundational like principle of respectful parenting is that um, respect isn't something that you necessarily earn um, that children should earn from you they are deserving of it um, based on just on their humanity and it's the same goes for our partners um, I have an example from a recent trip when my family just got back from a vacation to my um, family's farm in Iowa, and it was a wonderful trip. And during it, um, we went swimming one day at a local pool, at a neighborhood pool. And when we got there, I realized that the sunscreen wasn't in the bag, um, the swim bag. I like to keep my swim bag um, packed up, you know, and ready to go so that I don't have to think about putting it all in. Um, but... At one point on the farm, my husband had taken the sunscreen from the swim bag and not put it back. 
Now, I had an opportunity there to berate him, to, um, to tell him that he was forgetful, uh, to criticize him, and to make him feel super bad about himself. But the question is, what would he learn from that? right? From that interaction. Um, if I said, I'm really disappointed in you, I feel like I have to do everything around here. Um, why am I the pers only person who's responsible for taking care of the kid's skin? You know, if I said these things, and believe me, they were running through my head. But the outcome of that means that um, it teaches my husband a lesson that isn't very positive. It teaches him it's not safe to make a mistake around my wife. It's not safe to be human. It's not safe to forget. If I get forget um, something, I will be berated. You know, there's all of these things that your partner learns and takes away from it that you really probably don't want them to learn. Um, and so just like when our children make a mistake and we respond with compassion and um, grace, I think we can offer that to our partners. Um, and it can really shift things so that then in the future when you do have um, a correction maybe or a change that you'd like to see, you'll, it will feel safe for them. And so in the moment um, then, instead of saying all those kind of berating negative things, I said, you know, honey, next time when you take it out, will you let me know or at least or, or put it back so that we can make sure it gets back in? And he said, yes, of course I'll do that. And hopefully he will. Um, and if he doesn't, then... That means he forgot and he's human again and that's okay and that doesn't have to mean anything about me or his dedication to his family. Um, so, okay, that's, um, that's an example from my personal life. Right, so anyway, so I've kind of give it, told you what not to do. No criticism, no shame, no judgment, no blame, all of those things. So how can we approach talking about this with our partners so that those things aren't there? Well, the first one is, um, well, you go back and listen to the soft startup video. That's where I explain all of this, how to have these conversations and the asking for and getting what you need. Um, those two videos are wonderful in the how of gentle, respectful communication when you're asking for change. Um, so go to those videos and watch those. But essentially, you want to come from a soft, vulnerable place. You want to say what you're seeing or what you're noticing um, gently and without judgment. So like an example of, um, uh, let's say you walk into your bedroom and your partner's clothes are strewn all over the floor. If you walk in and say, oh, this bedroom is a mess, you're such a slob, as the bedroom is such a mess as a judgment, you're such a slob as lots of blame and criticism, okay? And so we can shift that by saying, oh, wow, there's clothes all over the floor right now. I really wish that they were in the hamper. Um, really kind of shifts that and allows your partner to do something differently. Um, when it comes to um, parenting specifically, um, you can try something like instead of like, why do you always have to be so mean to our children? Can't you use a soft voice? There's a lot of judgment, a lot of criticism there. You can shift and say something like, um, I, I noticed that your tone of voice has been a little bit harsh and that usually only happens when you're stressed out. Is there something I can do to help? And you can shift that um, and again, come from a place of noticing rather than judgment or blame. Um, yeah, it, can, it communicates the feeling of being on the same team. Yeah, they don't have to be in this alone. 
And see, and that, again, it goes, that circles back to that first recommendation that I had today, that we need to start making talking about parenting an everyday positive part of our life. That when we have a discussion around parenting, even when we disagree on how, like the how to do it, the the conversation itself, we end up feeling more connected at the end of it, um, rather than like we're just butting heads. So having positive, proactive conversations is really key here. And on that front, having a, when you have kind of recognized, okay, these are the differences, I have taught myself, so this is something like when you've recognized the differences, if you are going to sit down and have a conversation with your partner about something you'd like them to shift or change, you need to sit down and make a list of what those things are and get all the judgment and the criticism out of them and just get them to the place of noticing where the differences. He does it this way. I do it this way. She does it this way. I, I do it this way. You know, and start noticing those differences so that you can communicate clearly and without judgment and criticism. And then find a time to, to talk about them. Choose your timing well. Um, make it a time when you have plenty of space away from the children, um, just in case things get heated. Um, approach it softly using those good startup, soft startup techniques. And then start thinking, uh, talking with them about, okay, so these are the differences that I can accept. And these are the differences where I have a hard limit. Um, for lots of respectful parents, um, spanking or corporal punishment are hard limits. Uh, even things like timeout, uh, which um, many consider to be a form of social isolation, can be a hard limit. Um, punitive punishments, um, or uh, I guess all punishments are punitive, right? Um, but other, so you, you might sit and talk about where are my hard limits? So if I walk into a situation where my husband is having a hard, hard time getting my um, children to cooperate, at what point do I intervene, you know, and, and stop it? And so, and, and discuss and make a plan with your partner for around, like, when I can see you getting heated and I, you're, you've raised your voice and now you're starting to yell, the yelling is my hard limit and that's when I'll step in. How would you like me to do that in a way that you don't feel, so that you don't feel undermined and disrespected? And actually have a dialogue about that. Um, they might not feel that there's anything wrong with yelling, um, but if you come from a place of saying, I'm not willing to allow you to yell, or I'm not willing to allow you to spank our children, uh, I can't let you do that. And so I'm going to intervene, and I want to do that in the most respectful um, way so that, um, that I don't undermine you and so that they don't lose, um, so you don't lose you know, your authority and your place in their lives. Um, I, you know, for me personally, I, I don't, those are things, conversations that I personally would love to see you get support in from a professional, from either from a relationship or parenting coach or from a family therapist um, or a couples therapist. I would like to see those things um, supported by a professional. Um, but if you can't, there's a ways to have those conversations on your own. Um, for other circumstances that are not the hard limits, let's say somebody maybe speaking with a very stern voice or you can tell that they're starting to get overwhelmed or they've imposed a limit or a consequence um, or punishment that you're not comfortable with, 
uh, you can also have a plan for those. Um, so for me and my husband, we've worked together to come up with our goals and our preferred way of parenting. And if we notice that the other one is starting to kind of move outside of those goals, we have a code word that we say that lets us um, kind of clue in, like, I know that I'm noticing that you're getting overwhelmed or I'm noticing, you know, that you might need a break. And we say the code word and then we either switch kids or the one person takes both kids and the, the person who's getting um, overwhelmed steps out and takes a break. Uh, I think it's really important to have those code words and have those conversations um, so that you can put it out there and not immediately be met with defensiveness. Uh, having that conversation ahead of time allows you to be ready in the moment for when um, when you're doing that so that it's not done in an undermining or disrespectful way. In general, the recommendation is to... Um, when you're no, kind of these differences are rearing their head in your day-to-day -day life, if unless somebody is in actual danger, you know, or actual harm is being going to be done, you wait, um, take a step back, step out of the room, um, so that you don't undermine your um, partner, and you talk about them afterwards. Um, that's not just for your partner's sake, but it's also for your children. So conflict around um, parenting that happens. Um, in front of the child and is about the child is one of the most damaging forms of parent, parental conflict. Um, it has the highest level of consequences for children um, who are witnessing it. They tend to um, be very blaming towards themselves. Uh, and so if your partner is disciplining your child um, and, you're dis and they're not hurting them, that's just maybe a bit more harsh than you would like, um, or they're being critical or whatever, you can wait um, instead of intervening in that moment because when it's not just that your um, parent you're undermining your partner, but it's also that you're um, putting you're putting your child in a situation where they feel like they are not only at fault for whatever they did wrong, but they're at fault for their parents fighting. Um, so. Be really careful with that, um, and again, have an agreement. Um, so I, when something like that is happening for us, um, I um, will often leave the room and bring it up later um, and you know, kind of softly express that I would have loved to have seen that go a different way. Um, okay, so, and then the other, one other thing that I did want to mention, and uh, I'm trying to do too much, um, so you can make a list with your partner in one of these conversations where you sit down, you can make a list of the times when you think it's okay to intervene and when it's not, and kind of try to stick to that list, um, and again, coming to a, an agreement or a consensus on those things, um, is good, but that conversation can't happen if you haven't kind of de-armored the, the topic itself, made the topic not so negatively um, charged. So uh, let's see. To kind of recap, the first thing that's really good idea to do is to start having more conversations around parenting and more positive conversations around parenting so that um, it's not such a negatively charged topic. Um, so that we don't immediately get our de defenses up, um, kind of coming to a place of accepting and noticing our differences without having to put g blame or judgment or shame on them. Uh, really working hard on your own personal delivery of when you're asking or requesting change um, and approaching situations with compassion and grace rather than criticism and judgment and blame and guilt are another really good option. 
Um, and that applies to all of your relationships. I am a work in progress on that one. Um, but with your siblings and with your parents, um, with your in-laws, all of those things, you know, criticism, shame, judgment, blame, guilt, those things are not, they don't create a good learning environment. And so if you're wanting a per somebody to make some changes, um, the, bringing those into the equation um, is going to definitely work against you. Um, and then um, the other thing I did want to mention too, um, after kind of deciding um, where your hard limits are going to be and where you're going to intervene and everything, I also think it's so important to really focus on modeling what you want to see. And we, I've talked before about this idea of staying in your own lane and kind of trusting that your partner has their own individual relationships with their children. And they might come to see kind of that natural consequence of the way that they're parenting um, and what that means for their relationship with their children. Um, and they might come, come to see that maybe your way is a little bit better. You can't drag them kicking and screaming into that. You are not going to convince them until they're able to see it for themselves. This is, people have to be ready for change and ready to change in their own time and on their own timeline. So really modeling um, and teaching through modeling is one of the best ways to do this and really focus, turning the focus inward onto yourself um, so that you're not only modeling good parenting for your partner, but you're modeling respectful romantic relationships for your children. Those two things go hand in hand and they're really important. All right, before we go, I have to share with you some really exciting news. I have been working on a course on this topic. The course is called Partners in Parenting and it's something that's been in the works for a while and I'm finally just biting the bullet and doing it um, because I really want to support you and your partner in getting aligned in your parenting, feeling connected and like you are actually working as a team and not just always fighting about parenting or like one person is doing all of the work. I want you to really feel connected and aligned and um, that you have a shared purpose in your parenting and that's what parenting um, and that's what partners in parenting is all about it's a three module mini course the first one focuses on shifting your focus and your mindset uh, and I give you my three most powerful mindset tips and help you get crystal clear on where your power is in your parenting partner relationship in module two, I cover accepting differences and recognizing your partner's strengths. It's incredibly important to do both of those things. Um, and we also cover how to accept influence and build trust as a partnership. And then in video three, and then in module three, we're going to be covering how to communicate with love and compassion and respect. I'm going to be covering all those conscious communication tools that you maybe didn't learn growing up, but that you want to be able to model for your kids. So if this sounds good to you and you want to get on the round floor of the course and help shape it, because I am going to be, for the folks who join me during the pre-sale phase, you're going to get to fill out a survey uh, to give your opinion um, and your thoughts and your ideas and what you really want support on. Um, and I will build that into the course because I haven't made it yet. So it's a really exciting opportunity to get involved in this way. I love building courses with my students um, so that they are super effective and kind of exactly what the students want. So I hope that you'll join me in the course. You can head over to laurafroyan.com slash partners in parenting to find out more. 
Okay. So thanks for listening today. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast and if it was helpful, leave me a review that really helps others find the podcast and join us in this really important work of, um, creating a parenthood that we don't have to escape from and creating a childhood for our kids that they don't have to recover from. And if you're listening, grab a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can give you a shout out. Um, and definitely go follow me on Instagram. I'm at Laura Froyan PhD. Um, that's where you can get a behind the scenes look at what balanced conscious parenting looks like in action with my family. And plus I share a lot of other really great resources there too. All right. That's it for me today. I hope that you keep taking really good care of your kids and your family and each other, and most importantly of yourself. And just remember balance is a verb and you're already doing it. You've got this.